boy, you nasty. Hey, chatters, I'm Mia. And I'm Shalon. And this is Group Chat. Yow. Hey. What? Hey. What? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> we actually nailed our intro. I'm so happy. Yeah, cute. Facts. It was the second take, y'all, but y'all need to really know that. <laughs> um, we have a special guest with us today on group chat that we're so excited to talk to. This is going to be a very good episode. You guys are going to have to make sure you listen to the end because we are going to cover a lot of good topics that you guys are going to want a male's opinion on. So trust me. Um, today we have Jaren in the building. Hey, Jaren. Hey, how y'all doing? How's everybody doing out there? All the, all the listeners. All the Hope li- everybody's doing well. <laughs> Um, Jaren, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you? I know that you have a bit of a fitness background. Can you let them know um, kind of like what you do? Yeah, so um, I, I run a, a, a gym out here in Perfect Fitness in Crofton, Maryland, just outside of D.C. Um, originally a Midwestern kid and, uh, you know, moved out east for more resource and uh, try to live out a dream. So I've been doing that, just helping helping people transform uh, their lives for the better. So how long have, did you say that you've been doing that? Um, see, I've been, I've been training for a long time, probably, I would say, maybe almost 10 years. Um, and then I made it a thing a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, long story short, I ended up starting a gym. Um, a little over a year ago Uh, and since then I've just seen you know I've seen clients and uh, this business really grow Uh, it started out small of course selling programs here and there to different people Um, I didn't really know nobody in Maryland uh, but once the word got out a couple friends started recommending people Um, so I've been able to you know build a full clientele um, as well as building um, clientele across the country with some of my online coaching programs and that type of thing. So ended up starting up a Facebook community and uh, yeah, I'm just trying to continue to build, just keep building. What made you move to Maryland? Um, That's a long story, but uh, I would say I've always been somebody, I've always been somewhat of a a vagabond. I, I believe in, you know, just live in different places and trying different cities. Um, so I've, I've been multiple places since I left um, my hometown, which is Springfield, Illinois. I left there in 2007 for school. Um, got hurt playing basketball out in Colorado, went back home. And in 2009, my parents relocated to Texas. I went with them, um, lived out there for four or five years and uh, decided I wanted to go back to school, um, had a young family. So me and my wife, we relocated to a small town in Missouri because I originally was going to play football out there. Um, that didn't really work out as far as the football side of things, but uh, my wife was in nursing school. So we knew we had to get out of Missouri. We was living in a super uh, racist town. And so when she was done with nursing school, I, I kind of just picked a place on the map that I felt I could still do my um, my music stuff because I'm also a professional drummer, um, but also somewhere where I could, you know, raise a black family and have 
some opportunities. So the DMV was a, you know, it was a good central location for being able to get up and down the coast to Philly and New York and that type of thing. So I just, I took a risk. I like to take risks. I didn't know anybody out here, um, but I've been able to come out here and uh, make it happen. Not necessarily with the gym. Uh, I started out pretty much working in the office and, uh, you know, working my way up to get established out here before the, the whole gym thing uh, manifested. That wasn't necessarily a vision of mine uh, originally when I moved here. So. Dope. Thank you for sharing that. So, Jaren, did the pandemic striking, did it impact your fitness business at all? So I know that you said that you had a fitness company, and then you also said that you do um, kind of like online, you know, coaching. So did like some of the in-person stuff taper off and some of your online things like pick up? How did that go for you? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think you know, my, like I said, like the fact that I like to take risks, um, I felt like I was positioning myself for some type of success uh, during the pandemic, even when I didn't realize it. So when I started um, training, you know, I started with posting stuff on my private, or not my private, my personal Facebook page, um, just to get the word out on, hey, I'm offering workout programs, uh, this, that, and the third. And uh, one guy that I, I used to go to school with, his brother, um, I hadn't talked to him in years. He still lives in Springfield. He, he hit me up. He's like, I want to buy a program from you um, because his, his goal was he wanted to make my name great. So um, I felt a lot of pressure because at that point I hadn't really, you know, I've, I had written out programs for different people um just for fun you know because i've always enjoyed working out even when i played ball so uh this time the fact that somebody was paying me for it i felt a lot of pressure um but and and it was challenging because he he didn't want something that was like how can i explain it something that's simple for people to do like if you go to the gym then there's all this equipment there so it's easier to program stuff for people because it's like okay they got access to this whatever he just wanted a calisthenic program. So I'm like, okay, there's only literally a couple exercises that you can do. So how can I make this interesting? So long story short, I uh, gave him the program. It's an eight-week program. Three weeks into it, he went from having a, a beer belly to like having abs. Oh, so wow. when, yeah, so when I, I was shocked too because that's something that I don't tell people can happen you know what I mean so but he you know when he started sharing on Facebook um, it gave me confidence and I've pretty much been gaining traction since then now you know people from uh, Delaware and Oregon and like a lot of places I've never even been are clients of mine um, so I say all that to say uh, doing things by taking risk and not necessarily knowing what's going to happen in the future um, I was doing all of this stuff well before the pandemic. So when the pandemic hit, uh, I was nervous at first when they closed the gyms down out here. Um, but then I started seeing people randomly hitting me up that I hadn't, you know, I didn't know people were referring them like, oh, he has home workout programs. So, uh, so I did see, you know, I saw how uh, blessed I was to sustain. I did lose some in-person clients, um, but some of them, I, you know, I reacted quick. I just transferred everything I would do in person with them to Zoom. 
and uh, you know, pretty much told them like, hey, we can't allow this to uh, hamper your goals. Like, you're not gonna have equipment that you had before, but I'm gonna walk with you through the process um, to make it happen. And so from there, I had a few people that got in better shape when I was just working with them on Zoom. And so, of course, when I go back to social media with, with those results, it, it just kept growing. So at this point, now the gym is back open and the online thing, which was unintentional, is still growing. Um, you know, so I've had to I've had to make alterations that I wasn't expecting to make this soon, like hiring an administrator. Um, oh, wow. You know, yeah, just doing different things, contracting. Uh, I have a, another uh, fitness coach who lives in Atlanta um, and he does virtual um, group fit classes for me on Mondays. So. You know, since then, I try, like I said, I try to be vulnerable, take risks when I see that people want stuff. So now I've added um, virtual boxing classes on Saturdays, yep. just under the request of people. You know, I, I try to build my business on, yes, what I want as far as like the, um, the business model. But at the same time, I'm willing to make adjustments um, to what people want and, that, and scaling my business that way is what's helped me um, you know, be sustainable because a lot of gyms are still closing. Um, but I think a lot of them, a lot of them are hard headed in a way where they don't want to make adjustments um, based on what the economy is telling them to do. So it's been, it's been good. Well, <clears throat> I know that I'm in that group. I just recently joined. Um, and I have seen that you are offering like virtual boxing. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, you had teased something earlier this week and I'm like, what is Jaren talking about? Like, so what's your new program? Have you announced it yet? Like, what is your new program? Cause you remember your tease was a little bit salacious. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, fallacious. Um, so yeah, so the thing, the thing I think, um, knowing your, your strengths and weaknesses when you're, when you're, uh, in business is extremely important. Um, and, and so is niche marketing. So the thing right. about it with me is I understand, um, where, where I am as a business. Originally when I started doing this, my goal was, okay, I want to be working with you know, celebrities down the road or, you know, professional athletes. Um, and, you know, I, not me, God rerouted me, you know, and I realized my need early on for people, just regular people that are going through things because part of my gift is I don't just let you off the hook once you finish a workout. I walk with you through the process mainly on life. Like, you know, people, some of my earliest clients were dealing with the most, you know, traumatic situations like moms dying all of a sudden and, you know, divorces and all of this stuff like that. So I realized, well, at this point, you know, my company is more, more so based on overall wellness compared to working out. Right. So with this new, so, you know, so with the new thing I'm doing, uh, that is mainly something, you know, I, I've had people in my group, I brought them in to talk about mental health. I've had, you know, women talk about, you know, how they've had, uh, you know, liposurgery or all of this, all of these things like that. So now I'm wanting to go more in the sexual direction um, because that's something I feel like is just not talked about 
we all think we have it figured out already, you know, not just from a performance standpoint, but, um, you know, just sexual health too, you know, so, so, so now, do you, like, do you feel like, um, your sexual health is impacted by like just your physical fitness. Do you feel like that kind of goes hand in hand? Um, I, I do to a degree, but I think even more so it's your, your sexual health could also be built on uh, your mental well-being and like how you feel about yourself, you know, from a self-esteem standpoint, uh, because a lot, a lot of things, almost everything starts with, the mental, you know, right. our bodies are controlled by the central nervous system, right. which is the brain to the spinal cord. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I feel like a lot of trainers, they miss the mark on, you know, they focus so much on end results that they're never focusing on the mindset. So I kind of reverse that. I focus on the mindset and I know that if you feel good about yourself, then you will eat better. You will exercise. You will, you know, take care of yourself. Right. So, um, you know, now I don't have it all figured out, which is why, you know, I'm bringing in basically uh, what what Shalon is referencing. I'm bringing in two different experts. One is the doctor of uh, uh, a naturopathic doctor, which is basically, you know, using natural holistic uh, things um, to aid in healing. And then the uh, the other um, woman I'm going to be bringing in to talk about it, uh, sexual health is um, a sexologist and a, a licensed social worker. She's actually the, um, she's the number two um, black expert on uh, sex. So I, I reached out to them essentially because I also want to learn, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to learn. I think definitely when it comes to sex, like I made a joke in there, but I wasn't really joking, but a lot of us, <laughs> especially men, we all think that once we, you know, we get things figured out um, at, you know, 2021, and then we stay there. Yeah. Uh, when the reality is our women are constantly changing and still going towards their sexual peak as they age, and we're on the decline. So, you know, mm -hmm. we need to humble ourselves instead of thinking at 35, like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Um, and we're really not. So, you know, I'm hoping to learn. I'm hoping everybody else can also pick up something uh, two and you know also build the community more you know um, for what right. it's worth sex right. does sell so, um, so. I think that that is I have never heard of anyone <clears throat> taking this approach to fitness I feel like this is very innovative and I feel like it's very creative and I feel like it's going to definitely um, be successful like everything you're saying um, it makes sense to tie all that stuff in together. And I love the fact that you're bringing in the professionals who actually know a lot about this to give the information to everybody in the group. I'm going to be looking forward to that because I'm not a, the person who like works out all the time. Like I will work out. Uh, but that is one of my goals is I do want to get back on the track, like how I was like two years ago where I was a lot more consistent. This year, I probably worked out like 20 times at most. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and you know what, that's more normal. Said, I'm gonna go home and be like, babe, Darren said you ain't doing something right in the bedroom, that's why my stomach ain't on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You got to keep us on our toes. You well, you know, some of it too. The the reality is, men. A lot of times, we know um, 
we know when our health is compromised, whether it's sexually or anything, but um, as far as it's, there's an ego. So, mm -hmm. so what I'm trying to offer is um, bringing help to potential situations where they know they need help, but they wouldn't go, they wouldn't go seek it because of the ego. So like if it's, if it's accessible through, you know, free videos or free webinars and you're just scrolling through, you can watch it on your phone and you don't, you don't have to tell your girl, you don't have to tell nobody that you're, you know, trying to improve or, you know, um, so I, I think what you said is important, Shalom. Yeah, that sounds exciting. So what were you going to say, Mia? No, I was saying I like it. I like the idea. I think it's dope. Yeah, you're going to have to join the group. And <clears throat> listeners, everyone listening to this, we are going to, I don't know, Jaren, is your group private? Do you mind if our listeners join your group? How do you feel about oh, yeah, please, Yeah, please share it. It, it, is, it is private, but that's just because I only want the people that want to be in, to be in, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's uh, Imperfect Fitness Under Construction um, on Facebook. Okay, and we're gonna put the link in. Um, invite me, one of you guys. Okay, please. okay, we'll invite you. Um, so look, I want to shift gears a little bit. I know that we wanted to talk about fitness because that is important, especially in the Black community. I think that it is important that we all, as young people, take our fitness serious because as we age, we don't have the opportunity to be as lax because that's when stuff starts catching up to us. So um, I do think that it is great to see um, a young Black man take fitness seriously and try to, you know, build everyone else up too, because it is something that we all need to, you know, get better at, I feel. Um, but look, we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about money and dating so money so uh jaren we know that you're married but you were not always married you may or may not have had a period where you were dating um so on my facebook yesterday i had posed the question of when a man and woman go out on a date if it is a first date how do you feel about splitting checks? And a lot of people had opinions. Um, and the question was just like, you know, is splitting checks acceptable or not acceptable? You know, I made it a little more wordy, but um, a lot of women said that it's acceptable sometimes, but no man said that. Like all men said that splitting the check on a date was unacceptable. So how do you feel about that, Jaren? Yeah, uh, I'm with the, the rest of the men. I'm actually surprised that a lot of them actually said it was unacceptable. But that's that's <laughs> always been my take on it is, you know, if we're on a date, I pay. You know, that's, I mean, it's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, like, I um, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I haven't been dating in a long time, but... I do, you know, scroll online. I am in a bunch of different groups and I see that a lot of women are having issues with guys wanting to pay for dates. Like guys are wanting to split dates. Like, and then I saw something where a guy had like spent $150 on a date. And then like, you know, the woman went to her place, he went to his place and he was like, he felt like he wasted his money. He's like, dang, I spent $150 for nothing. And I was like, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> that's just crazy. You know, and I, I've actually seen, um, you know, based on what, what you're saying about what the guy said yesterday, I'm surprised because at least out here on the East Coast, I'm seeing a lot of stuff lately um, on Facebook. I'm seeing this thing called, uh, what is it, a Dutch a Dutch date or something where the, where the woman is paying for the date. And I've seen, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is interesting working with clients. You know, I have a lot of women um, clients. And like I said, I talk more about life than fitness. So one of them, you know, I'm not mentioning names or anything, but one of them had set up a date uh, a couple months ago with a guy and it was supposed to be a drive-in movie. This dude sent a text asking if, uh, that, or basically saying that could she set up the time for them to uh, meet and he would cash app her his half. Um, and, right. and so, yeah, and so the issue with me is um, <laughs> the drive-in was, would have been $15 for the both of them together. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, this is what's happening is this is a dangerous <laughs> game because a lot of women are really wanting to, um, they're, they're starting to get lonely and, and they're willing to settle now for, for this but type of thing. Like my thing, like I try to look at everything from like every point of view and I do agree that that's wrong, but are we as women making men feel comfortable enough to even say that, to even like, why would a man feel comfortable enough to say that to her? That like, is crazy as hell. What type of persona are you displaying to this man to make him feel like he could come tell you that he wants you to send him $7 or he wants to see $7.50? <laughs> right, right. And, and some, some of that might be on the, on the women, but some of them, especially in this particular situation where it's they hadn't been on a date yet. Trend. This is obviously, exactly, this is obviously, it's been allowed before. Right. You know, so, so now he's carrying that in and he's taking that to every woman that he meets. Um, and I told her because she had been on the fence before that about liking the guy. And I'm like, you know, if, since, since we work together, you know, you're a client of mine, I'm going to tell you at this point, you're not going on no date with, with him because I can't have that on my conscience. Like knowing that I basically also approve, like you want advice from me. I'm telling you, you can't, you got to set a standard for yourself. Um, right. And it can't be yes. that one. You know, I agree so. with that, Jaren. That is what I was going to say. I think that um, when women allow that, it's kind of like you're saying, like, that is what I think my value is. Like, if that woman would have allowed that guy to cash up her $7.50 fucking cents, like, <laughs> what? I don't even know, like, I don't. I feel like God would never even play with me like that. Like, I don't think any, well, I don't know, but I couldn't see someone saying to me, we're going to split this. Like, no. Well, well, you know what? That's so going back to what Mia said, then that makes a lot of sense then. So I see what she's saying. Sometimes it's not, it's the presentation of the woman that makes yeah. them think that they can do that because we do as men, we know, like we can look, we can look at a woman and be like, Oh, I'm not, I can't try that, you know, with her. with her. So maybe she was already, she was showing a super soft, like, willingness to yeah. to basically let that fly. I think, like, what you were saying, Jaren, it is a tough game. I think that there are a lot of educated, beautiful women who are doing really well with themselves. And then I think that there are not 
I'm sorry to say this, men, there are not as many men that are on that level, I don't feel. So it's kind of a desperation game. So the few decent guys that are left probably feel like they have the upper hand. So I don't know if that is what happened there, but I personally feel like if a guy likes you, he's going to want to impress you. So how can you ever impress me by suggesting that I go in my pockets on a date? (laughs) Like nothing about that is going to impress me. I'm going to think you're goofy. And, and I'm probably never like that, my nigga. Be creative in some other type of way because you dead ass wrong for that seven fifty. I'm gonna think you broke his head. <laughs> that seven fifty got some. It shoved up your ass. Like that's what. You're <laughs> that's crazy. No, don't listen to Shalant. You could have took your little couple dollars, got a meal, cooked at home, and watch. And you know, like I want to cook for you at home, make a meal for you, watch a movie. You know, make it more intimate. If you have a house, because you're talking about splitting seven fifty, but. We probably don't got no crib. That's what I'm saying. You probably don't even have a car. Like, right. no. But I know on the East Coast, it's a little different. Like, you know, a lot of people might use public transportation. But um, how, from a man's, male's perspective, how important do you think it is for um, a woman to have her own money going into a situation? Do you think that, you know, a woman's career and how much money she makes impacts like the type of guy that uh that is attracted to her Uh, that's a that's a super interesting question because nowadays i don't know what to think anymore you know i watch some of these (laughs) dating experts because you know i just enjoy talking about relationships but i see a lot of them men and women say that you know for the most part men don't really care about the financial status of the woman. Um, However, I think to a degree, subconsciously we do, because uh, if you see, you know, just going, walking down the street or whatever, if you see a woman that looks like she has, uh, you know, potentially more money than you, then there's this, there's this um, intimidation factor that's always there, you know, or the fact, or you're beating yourself up because you know that you, can't provide um and that's why this whole financial thing is interesting because a lot of men get upset about the fact that they think women uh just only care about their money but the reality is we all care about money that's why the men that have a lot of it show it off you know and the other half that gets mad is more so because you know that you can't live up to a certain financial status of yourself you said this i'm i'm so happy that a man could say this Cause it's like you mad cause you broke. Like that's what it is. Y'all mad that these women want to be taken out on nice dates because you're poor. Like you can't afford it. So you want to make the woman feel bad for her wanting nice stuff because you can't afford nice stuff. Why they gotta be poor, man? Why they can't just be? (laughs) Because you're poor. That is harsh, but 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 that is that's the truth. No, it's the it's the truth. We all want because even in my I've been on all sides of the coin. I'm not rich now, but I'm comfortable. You know what I mean. And I remember how I used to first beat myself up because you want like we comparison it ruins us all. But as men, especially when you're young, you comparing yourself to the next man that 
at least looks like he has the money. So you see something, you're like, man, I can't do that. So now you're already beating yourself up. Um, and what most men fail at is they don't try to do anything to change it. You know, okay. me, I look at my situation. I'm like, okay, what do I need to do so that this can't be an option? You know what I mean? Like, so, okay, do I need to go get more schooling? Do I need to learn a skill? You know, do I need to just get off my ass and try to figure out how to run a business? Because at the end of the day, even if you can't afford school, you can't afford whatever, you can find a passion and you can build that from the ground up, but that takes work ethic. So it really comes down to no work ethic because a lot of broke men, you can go down the line and you can see that there's a flaw somewhere in the work ethic aspect. Like there's, there's always a job that you can get, you know, you may have to work more hours than you want, or you may have to do something that you don't want to do. Um, so you're afraid of being uncomfortable. So you rather just have no money, you know, yeah. or your spending habits are terrible, but, uh, but that's, that can be fixable. Like if there's income coming in, you can always figure that portion out, but you first got to have income. So I think income is important. Like, even if you're a single man, definitely, if you're going to have a girlfriend or a wife, like finance needs to be important. Like we got to stop running from that. Cause I used to try to run like my wife, she started, I used to feel like she was nagging and all this. And I had to look myself in the mirror. I'm just like, you know, why, why would you choose a woman? And then not, you know, she decides to give you a chance and then you neglect that portion. You know, it's not her fault that she's upset. Like you sold her a dream on something. And now it's time to back up your own talk. Look, Jaren, so, you speak. This is unconventional. This is unconventional. <laughs> look, what, what y'all need to do is mark this place in the podcast and then just go listen to it over and over and over, okay? Because you're poor. <laughs> because, wait, but Jaren is spitting, like, what he's saying is I agree with you wholeheartedly. We have yeah. to quit pretending that it's okay. We need to quit being like, oh, it's okay. No, you're poor, but you can change that. You can change like, it if you admit it. If you admit it, you can first change you it. you accept the fact that you're poor. because are low on funds. Facts. Because <laughs> exactly. if, you, if you are just thinking, oh, this is okay, or oh, I'm just in a bad spot, like you're going to pacify yourself. You need to accept the harsh truth. And then like Jaren said, you're need, you need to have accountability. You need to look in the mirror and you need to adjust because you don't have to be that way. Just because you're poor today doesn't mean that you can't be financially stable in a month. Or in a year, you know, exactly. but you have to develop, exactly. like you said, you have to develop those skills. Know what you're good at. If you're good at mm -hmm. one thing, then, you know, lean into that. If you're good at nothing, then find something that you could at least try to work hard on. So I agree with you, Jaren. I think that that is so important for a man to say that because I think a lot of times um, men forget to be men. Like, I feel like as a man, there's no reason unless like you have some type of mental disability or physical disability. Um, there's no reason why you should be broke. Like at least be stable. You don't have to be rich. That's not what I'm saying at all. So I don't want anyone to kind of get my words mixed don't up. You yeah, you just don't be don't be destitute. Don't, right. don't be an inconvenience to your family and to everyone around you. I feel like I feel like that's disrespectful in a sense, especially if you're in a relationship and you're poor. It's kind of like you're saying to your partner, 
Like, I don't even respect you enough to work hard for you to not inconvenience you with my money issues. Felt. Look. Okay. <laughs> Mike, no, yeah, that's, no, that's power. Oh, that's powerful. And I think, um, I think, you know, there's enough issues that we all have to deal with in relationships in general. Don't let that one be the reason, you know, let the reason be, because you need to, you know, figure out how to spend more time at home because you are working hard enough to, you know, bring the income in. Like, don't let that one be the excuse because that can be changed. Like, it's too, it's too many things that you can do nowadays in 2020 to make money. There's no excuse, you know. So don't let that one be the reason. And a lot of people are allowing that to be the main reason for divorce. It's like, no, oh, the finances, finances. And in my mind, it's like, if we as men just decide that's not how we're going to end this relationship, then like find, make, make your woman find something else to be upset about. Don't let it be that because that's another thing that's taken our black women out because of that burden they feel like they have to carry mentally. You hit 45, 50, now it's showing up in your health. You've yeah. been carrying bills, doing all this stuff that you're not supposed to realistically have to do. Like you're supposed to have a partner. Why? So it can't be a one-sided thing. Look, Jaren. You doing nothing but spitting at this point. Don't I, say that, man. You, you can already have run away all the male listeners, man. They be getting mad at me. On no, they don't need to get mad. Friend. They they need to really <laughs> listen because what you're saying is so true. Like, I feel like, I don't know how you feel about gender roles, but I'm not like a, I'm like a do what's best for you and your relationship type of person um, for sure. So if it is the woman who wants to, um, like take the financial lead in a relationship that I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, I do personally, just from personal experience, I don't think that I would want to be in a situation like that. Like I would want to be in a situation um, where I feel like my man was a provider and a protector. Cause I feel like I can't be my true feminine self if I'm having to tap into my masculinity to gotta pay bills is what she's saying, y'all. Yeah. I'm not trying to support you could call you can call them poor and you can say you don't want no poor dude too. I mean, I think everybody know I don't want no poor dude. Like (laughs) but I'm saying like I would I wouldn't want to assume that position, but I do respect that position because everything is not going to work for everybody but I I feel like um like I'm not going to say I'm a feminist like I feel like women should be able to work women should be able to like reach for the stars like we just seen we got our first uh woman vice president and she happens to be black um you don't get don't want to pay bills you want your man to have that role period I want the man to know that it is his job to be the protector and the provider, not only one, not just provider. Like I want you to provide and to protect me because I feel like when you're not doing those things, I can't be my true full self in the relationship. Cause I'm gonna have to start tapping into shit that you've fallen apart on. Cause I'm not gonna let the whole ship sink just because you gotta pay the right. right. So like fix that. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm with you. No, what were you going to say, Jaren? What did you say? Oh, no, no, I'm just, 
No, I'm just saying I'm I'm with you. I think from a personal a personal standpoint, uh, in the times where I was, I guess the beneficiary or um, lack thereof of not having or not bringing in the income I should have been, it put me in a very very bad um, spot as far as with myself. So, um, some of us, obviously, like you said, every male is not going to be an alpha. So. Some are pretty cool with, um, you know, the, the splitting of the bills. Um, I've been on both sides of the coin. You know, I've, when we first got married, I was the only one working. We left for school. She was the only one working for a little bit. And, and then now we're both working. But the thing that I always keep in the back of my mind is I don't want her to have to be having to pay for anything. You know, that's that's one of the driving factors for me, you know, is this is something mainly from my own personal beliefs. It's like a, a man that wants to feel powerful is going to want to be able to control like the narrative of finances. Like you want to be able to control, I can pay for this, I can pay for that and not have to be dependent on anything. Like, yeah. Let your woman be at the house, but give her money. Like that's, that's my whole thing is I want to be able to just, you know, forget the bill portion, but I want to be able to give her money to go do whatever she wants, you know, that type of thing, because it's just, hey. a, it's a peace of mind. You know, it's not about showing off or doing anything like that. I just feel like that's, you know, all women are going to see other women too. Like, yeah, you guys may not um, compare yourself to other women, but you see that like, there's plenty of women that are getting taken care of from their, from their men. So yeah. like, you know, that makes you also think about those things too. Like you can't talk about it because obviously people will say that you're being shallow or you're being this, but yep. y'all want to be able to go and do the same things. So we as men need to be trying to also, you know, get to a level where we have that type of value, nice. um, you know, or don't, don't try to date up, like try to date Ooh. where you are at that Ooh. point. <laughs> Jaren, I don't know what, but you are really spitting today. <laughs> and I'm loving, <laughs> literally loving every single thing you're saying. Like, if this was Facebook, I would have, like, heart, 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 heart every sentence because <laughs> I agree be mad at me. You. I feel like as a man, like, it's kind of like you kind of get excited or happy or feel proud to be able to provide for your family and to be able to get your um, wife gifts and stuff. That makes you feel good as a man. So it's not only like from a woman's perspective, I think that that balances out the relationships because it goes back to self-esteem. How can you have right. real good self-esteem if you are unable to provide? Even if your partner never harps on you about that, something deep inside of you is going to still feel like you're lacking. And that is going to bleed into your relationship because you're going to have some insecurities within your relationship because you know that you're not doing your job as a man. Mm -hmm. So oh, that's, that's true. I mean, Steve Harvey says something like that. He says, uh, which I don't agree with everything he says, but he, he does talk about that. Like a man, that's where we get our identity from is basically yeah. our work life. You know, you know, how much money we're making like, for what it's worth. Like I'm a, I'm a Christian. So I try not to get into all of that. But at the same time, uh, you know, Jesus believed in finances. He had a treasurer that walked with him, you know, a tax account. So obviously he, he wasn't as broke as people try to make it out to be, you know, so, so, you know, a man that doesn't work, doesn't eat. It's just, it's simple. We, we make it 
confusing in 2020. I agree. <clears throat> but still, all in all, guys, do what works for you in your relationship dynamic. I'm not saying that if you are in a relationship and your partner, like, if the positions are switched or it's not like a good financial situation, I'm not saying that that's a bad relationship. Um, but, you know, just do what works best for you. So look, on group chat, we like to play games. <laughs> um, this game is called Acceptable or Unacceptable. We're going to ask you a few questions. Uh, Jerron, you let us, Jaren, why, why I call you Jerron? <laughs> We're going to ask you a few questions. What's up with Jerron? <laughs> Who's Jerron? <laughs> um, and you're going to let us know do you, if you think these are acceptable or unacceptable. Let's get it. Mia, do you want to go ahead? Oh, I'm doing the game? Girl, you ain't saying nothing the whole episode. I know these people stop <laughs> here. Me and uh, Jimmy go back and forth. Are you bashing me talking about I was on here Greek Kiki and which line about calling them poor? <laughs> I mean, if they poor, they poor. Shit, I can't I that. It. it ain't my fault. I ain't in it. <laughs> okay, so the game is called Acceptable and Unacceptable. So the first one is your girl leaving you if you go broke. Is it acceptable or no. unacceptable? For I go broke. Uh, well, I, I think that depends on where y'all were when you started. Gotcha. You know, did you build from the ground up? At that point, you know, if you were broke when y'all got together, uh, and then she left after you got a little money, and then you lost it, um, then I would probably have a problem with it. You know, but. If, if you had money um, and she, when you got her and then she left because you were broke, well, the joke is on the man because, you know, you should have saw those red flags about why she was talking to right, you in the first place. Anyway. Agreed. Right. Oh, you could, look, I feel like a person <laughs> leaving, I feel like a person leaving you when you go broke um, is unacceptable. I feel like it's only acceptable if you've been broke for more than two years. Like, I feel like everybody at least needs a one year span because financial stuff does happen. Like you never know what the future might hold for anybody. So if someone is up and then they take a tumble and you leave them, then I, I don't know. I just think that that's kind of fraud. Um, but if they get down and they stay down, and they don't have any intentions on coming back up, then I feel like you could get up out that jam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I think sometime, um, well, from what I've seen, relationships, depending on the character of the two people, but they can become stronger, um, you know, based on how you handle adversity. I agree. So going broke is one way. Now, like I said, I would have a problem with it because most of us do start out broke you yep. know, just the most Americans. And then if you build something and then they leave because you were broke again, well, that is a problem. But, you know, the celebrity situations or, you know, the uh, the ballers that get whoever and then they leave when they, you know, when they out the league and they don't have money, yep. that that's on them, you know. So that's they shouldn't have a problem with it. Right. You right. You right about that. Mia, what you think about that? I feel like it just depends on what you did to make yourself go broke. Like. 
if you're a poor money manager, like if you're if you go broke to where you put me in a position to where it jeopardizes myself or our family, I will leave you for that. But if you just, you know, something happens, you lose your job, I think it just depends on the situation. But if you're just doing dumb ass shit like gambling and you lose all the money, you gotta go, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of marriages ending because of that. Yeah. And chances are you probably told them to stop doing the stuff that they were doing and they didn't yeah. listen. Right. If you jeopardize me in your um journey of going broke, then I will leave. But you know, situations and you know, lose a job or you know, something happens like that, then no, I would I I won't leave someone for that. Agreed. Next question. Okay, so the next question is, let me see, your best friend going to another gym. My best friend can't do shit without me, so that is unacceptable. None of my friends can do anything without me, so it's unacceptable. <laughs> she said unacceptable. What'd you so say? This What'd you this say? Is a, this is your best friend goes to another gym? This is for you. Like, you know, you you have a business. Yeah, I mean. And your business yeah. is a gym. And your best friend goes to a different trainer or a different gym. How do you, do you feel like that's acceptable or unacceptable? Uh, for me personally, that's that's acceptable. Um, just because I don't think that high of myself that, you know, I'm the only trainer out there. So you couldn't get something that you needed from me, you needed to go somewhere else to get what you needed, you know, so that's for me. Um, I'm right along with you. I say it is acceptable because everybody has different needs. I might not be your specific need. Um, and that's fine. I, I don't, I don't care. You can go. Yeah, those are, those are, those are actual real life situations. Um, with me personally, I deal with that all the time, especially when I first started, you know, friends, obviously when you're first starting and sometimes those are the ones that are seeking services first because nobody else knows about you. But um, I've had some mutual, you know, we need, this isn't working out, you know, uh, just because we don't mesh in that dynamic, you know, or since we're friends, you can't really hear from me, you know, so uh, here's some other guys that train, you know, I, I even refer people that still live in Springfield to other trainers. If they reach out to me, I'm like, well, I can't do this or I can't do that. Maybe you should try this person. So that's what keeps business going. You know, more people yeah. will come to me. So mm -hmm. it's kind of just like networking based on what you can provide. Um, right. What's the next one? The next one is always bringing up the past. Ooh, that's terrible. <laughs> what's the what's the um what's the question for that? Acceptable or unacceptable? Oh. Uh I mean, I would say unacceptable, but it's hard to control what other people do. What you say, Mia? I said unacceptable. Look, if we already don't don't I want to hear about it. If we already move past it, because it's just it's just like a snowball effect. You bring up the past, I'm bringing up the past. Like it just opens up. You know how like you have a conversation. You're like, okay, this happened. We're done with it. I forgive you. Okay, I forgive you. We moving on. 
but really it just opens up everything that you forgot about and you agreed to move on about because that person was bringing us up and so you're like oh well let's go back and talk about this now since we bring up the past and it's just I don't like that at all um we're all agreeing on this um I I don't like when people bring up the past I like if there is a situation that you want to handle, let's handle it. If we talk about it, we can talk about it. But I feel like a person who's always bringing up the past, they're living in the past. Like you're not looking at the present and you're certainly not looking at the future. And I don't really want to live in the past. I want to move forward. So if a person is always bringing up the past, I would say, no, that's unacceptable. I can't. Okay. I can't jiggy with that. <laughs> Your significant other doing coke occasionally. <laughs> what <about> soda? <laughs> oh, where do you where do you know it's coming from, man? It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's an absolute no. I think this is a unanimous no again because I couldn't be with one who does drugs. Like already, I really do not even really want you to smoke and drink um if you do that's fine because you know i drink socially but i wouldn't want anyone who had like a bad habit like that like i yeah. would i couldn't deal with that then you gotta be like bang your nose we go in here babe <laughs> look y'all i had Zia a facebook post one day right and it was like about doing coke. And it was like, dang, me personally, I've never met anybody that I knew for a fact did coke. So I'm like, are y'all just saying that these people is coke heads or is it really coke heads out here, right? Do y'all know like so many people inboxed me and told me that they did coke? I was like, what? That don't surprise me. I was, it was young people, old people. Like it was like somebody who was like 45. Like a 45-year-old woman who's like a grandmother. I was like, what? So like, <laughs> I don't I couldn't do it, but I guess it is common. Okay, so the next one is previously dating a family member. So dating someone that dated someone that was related to you before. Yeah, nah, not for me. Like your cousin's ex. Yeah, no. I mean, it's a lot of people doing it though. This that's just for me. That's a no for me. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Let them do it. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Even though I really don't have no cousins, I'm one of them weird people who, you know, how you be like, who is these people who don't have any cousins? Like that's me. I don't have no damn cousins. So, <laughs> all right. So Mia, you we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Um, you were scrolling Instagram. What'd you find? What happened? What happened? Okay, so last night I tagged Shalon on Instagram and posted that she never replied to me. Like she just left me on red. I never get on Instagram. I'm sorry. Okay, y'all. So I wonder if I could play it for y'all to hear. Let me see. Try. Try to play it. Okay, hold on. Radio silence. Can you hear this? Yeah, kind okay. of. After dating my boyfriend for three years, we broke up. Two months later, after complete radio silence, 
He called and asked to take me and my children out to dinner and movie. Then he proposed. Now, when he gave me the ring, he told me that I could take it back if I didn't like it and exchange it for a different one. So, about three weeks later, he took the ring back. Now, the problem is, once he was trying to get the money, he never did go get the new ring. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, so I don't know if you guys can hear that or not, but the girl's basically saying she was dating this guy, they broke up, he came back around, he gave her a ring. So he's like, here's this ring, I want you to marry me, um, but if you don't like the ring, we can take it back. So that she, took, she takes the ring back. So they, he never went and got her a ring. This man don't went out and bought a boat. So she like, he never went and got the ring, never said anything else about being engaged, and now he just popped up with this boat. So her question was, should she leave or stay? Well, I thought they had broke up because it's because it, it, she she mentioned that they hadn't talked for two months and then he proposed out of nowhere. She's asking for advice, so he he disappeared for two months, popped up out of nowhere, gave her a ring, took the ring back, popped up with a boat. She's still asking, should she stay or leave? It kind of reminds me of this girl that was you about the seven fifty day. Like, why are we even having this conversation? She sounds slow. No, she sounds super slow. But she mentioned <laughs> this could be a good topic on a later day, but what kind of caught me is how she was saying that he's very good with the kids. Like that was her excuse uh, yeah. to why she was asking the question. Like he's really good with the kids. I feel like women kind of try to throw that in there as an excuse to stay. Like, I feel like I'm so confused. Like, so you broke up. He came back out of nowhere. He gave you a ring and took it back and took his money and like got a boat. It's kind of like, what should you do? You should get some standards and move on. Like, why would you allow someone? First of all, if we broke up up once and you come to me with a ring, I'm literally, you already know how I am, Mia. I'm going to be like, are you dumb? Like, are you, are you stupid? Like, why would you even think that? Like, to me, it's kind of like he's playing with you. And for him. And then why would you even, first of all, if y'all go take the ring back, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to exchange it. I'm going to swap it out. Like, you don't just let that man get his money back. You should have known it was done from that point. Like, okay, this is the ring that I want. Let me know when it gets here, and then I'm going to swap this ring out for that one. You don't take it off your finger, boo-boo, until the other one is going on. Like, hey, It sounds like a circus full of clowns, because I don't know. Uh, riding tricycles with clown noses. Because that, I don't, I don't know what's going on in the world today, but I, like, I guess that what you brought up, Mia, is a good thing. Like, sometimes when you end up having kids with someone, and you're not married, you know that kind of weighs on you a little bit and then we live in a marriage culture so people are judged harshly for not being married like it's kind of like yeah he liked you enough to put a baby in you but did he like you enough to marry you so like i think women do have that stigma attached to them um if they're not a wife 
So that could be part of what he's playing into is maybe knowing that she might want that title. But mm -hmm. as the woman, you can't want that title more than you want respect. And it uh, sounds to me that he does not respect you. So I would say to move on. Move on, like Maya. Yes. Uh, you haven't sung in a long time. Seeing so moving on. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm too hungry. I don't have no heart. So we all feel like the girl should just move on. I don't yeah. know. Listeners, I don't no, know. No, just stay because you're dumb anyway. Just stay with him. You're dumb. You're going to go get another dude that ain't shit. So just stay with him. <laughs> if you're good with the kids, you might as well just stay with that man. Girl, go split your ring. Go go Dutch on your ring. <laughs> right. <laughs> with that poor ass man. <laughs> and y'all have a poor ass wedding. Right. On that poor ass boat. <laughs> 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 there is our toxic advice for you my love look y'all look <laughs> listeners i want all of y'all to be blessed and if you're in a bad financial situation we like like jaren was saying no one was well some of y'all probably was <laughs> but none of us were born wealthy we really had to work for what we had we realized we were in a situation we didn't like financially and made moves to get out of that situation. So, like me calling y'all poor don't mean like I'm talking shit. I'm just trying to give y'all some kind of motivation to- You're talking more from the mindset. Right. There's a difference, poor it, mindset. Yes, it is a, a total, it's a mindset. If it's, you guys want some motivation, just wake up in the morning, call Shalon and tell her to tell you you're poor. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that. If you wake up and you want to call me, I'm going to say, hey, what are your goals? What are you going to do today to move towards those goals? It better be after uh, 11 o'clock. Call her at 6. I bet you she calls you poor, broke, dumb. Why the <laughs> are you calling me this early? Get off my fucking line. Girl, you're not going to answer. <laughs> <laughs> right, she ain't going to answer. <laughs> anyway, look, Jaren, I'm so happy that you came on the podcast. We knew this was going to be a good episode. I think that you brought in some very, very, very good insight. Like, I really loved every single thing you said. Um, I am so happy that I'm in your group, Mia. We're going to add you. Um, I don't know. Can I add people? Or can I invite her? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you definitely can invite. That's that's actually what I prefer for all everybody listening. If you, you know, if you join you love it, please invite, because that's the only way it can grow. I only know, you know, certain number of people. So right. invite your friends, please. Okay, because I really want to get fit. Uh, Jaren and I talked a little bit. Um, I think you're going to send me a program, right? I'm going to hook you up. Facts. So I'm trying to get ready for yeah, next send me the program, because I'm trying to get my bare, bare barrel belly turned into abs, too. Girl, please. <laughs> okay. Mia trying to get right. Mia, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get y'all both set up for the for the culture for the for the podcast. I'm tired of right. to prop yeah. myself up for myself because I just want to get you know a natural. Just look at the camera and bang. I don't want to have to turn and 
Twist and hold my stomach in, can't breathe after I take the picture, all that stuff. I want to uh, take one of those, you know, like uh, how all those girls take those pictures showing their ass, like they turn around and then they like look back at the camera. I want to take one of those pictures. That's so crazy because we are the complete opposite. Like, I want to show the picture like frontwards with my stomach on flat flat. Like, I want to show the picture from the back with my ass on fat fat. <laughs> Let's just switch bodies for the day. Look, friend. Look, friend. After we finish um, our training, you're gonna do the picture from the front. I'm gonna do the picture from the back. Period. Facts. Hey, hey, that that's actually a good idea. We can we can put you on like uh, eight eight or twelve week program, and then you can do um, both of you can do before and afters for um, all of the chatters. So they can see. I'll, I'll, t- I'll let y'all know. I'll tell y'all. Y'all ain't seeing my beer belly. I was thinking, y'all ain't gonna see my fucking pancakes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. I'm you not gonna lies anyway. Our, our people, our following, they trust us. We ain't scared them wrong yet. We Catch might give our toxic advice, but we ain't, we mean well. In these eight to 12 weeks, just know. And y'all right. know how I get in the summer if y'all follow me, because y'all know I'm gonna be naked, like in a two-piece. <laughs> yes. We'll save that conversation for another day. Okay. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Jaren, can you tell us, tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you can find me on Facebook under Jaron. That's J-A-R-O-N, middle name Lamar, last name Davis. Um, and come say hi on instagram i'm underscore imperfect man and uh and then my company is imperfect fitness so uh you can look up the facebook group again at imperfect fitness under construction yeah and mia can you tell our listeners where they can find us oh my god i knew you were gonna do this to me hold on I, the only reason i threw it to you is because you've been doing so well like the last four weeks like the last four podcasts You've really been on it. I ain't gonna lie. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed. Yeah, they, it, it ain't it, Google. Okay, so you can find us on Instagram. Our Instagram is what is our Instagram? Chat the podcast. Well, let me make sure. Yeah, group chat the podcast on Instagram. Group chat podcast on Facebook. You can find Shalon on Instagram. S H A the number one O N. You can find Mia on Instagram, M-E-A-M-O-R. No, it's M-S, M-E-A-M-O-R, Miss Mia Moore. Um, all of our links will be attached to um, Apple Podcasts, um, Anchor. However you guys listen to us, you will see all of our links, and you will also see how to get in touch with Jaren as well. Oh, and you guys know what? Like, we really want to get back to... Um, displaying your music on our podcast so if you have music i know y'all been in the house i ain't making no hits like none like zero right i yes i want to hear new stuff we had some very good artists yeah um but i don't know our email hold on our email is um group chat podcast 19 yep at gmail.com so send your music and also we um we do take listener questions so if you guys have an issue that you want mia myself and whatever guests we have on to kind of give you our opinion on send that to um our email and we'll answer that for you yeah (laughs) all right we out of here thank you so much darren for coming on bye guys
Goodbye. Ciao.